Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church this morning. Thank you for choosing to come out and worship with us today. We're so glad to have you with us. If you're a visitor or a guest for the first time, we especially welcome you. There are some uh, cards in the pews in front of you. If you would fill one of those out and drop it in the offering box on the way out so we can have a record of your attendance and get to know a little bit more about you, that would be awesome. Um, a few announcements as we get started this morning. Um, one of the most important announcements is do not forget about our first uh, summer church-wide fellowship at the creek tonight at six o'clock. Uh, bring your favorite side dishes, desserts, drinks, and your chair. Uh, the meats provided by the church. If you've seen, if you follow Pastor Artie on Facebook, he likes to smoke meat anyway, so no, that hurt his feelings. It doesn't hurt his feelings to, uh, to, to cook some meat, so he's been cooking some meat, I'm sure. It's going to be really good. Oh, the band cooked the meat. Oh, he bought, they bought the meat. Okay, never mind. Mr. Artie didn't smoke the meat. He just, cooked, he just brought it. He's, but uh, anyway, that's not important. What's important is, is bring yourself, bring a side dish, a dessert, a drink. Come down to the creek, uh, fellowship with us. Um, look forward to that. Um, our breakfast is coming up this coming Saturday. Our uh, Baptist men's uh, sponsored breakfast that we have on the first Saturday of each month. Uh, don't forget that. Um, we will, I believe, unless Terry corrects me, we will have a uh, work day Thursday night. If it doesn't rain, which it is few and far between nowadays when it rains and when it doesn't in the evenings. It's just we're at that time of the year. So uh, come out to that at 6 o'clock if you can. Um, Wednesday night at 5.30, if you plan to or would like to help in Bible school in any way, I'm going to have a meeting in the youth building at 5.30. I'm going to be here, and there's going to be pizza there when you get there, so you don't have to worry about supper if you're a volunteer and wanting to come out and help. So come out. I'm going to feed you pizza, and we're going to talk about um, Bible school, which is coming up in just a few weeks. I'm excited about it. I've got all this. I've got the stuff, and I am ready to. Um, I'm ready to invite some uh, kid, new kids in, and you know, just have fun. That's it's a fun time of the year for me. Um, our homecoming celebration is coming up on June the 12th. Don't forget about that. And uh, then Father's Day is this month too. So we we I always have a special service that day too. So. Um, I don't think I have any more announcements. Joy, do you have any announcements for WMU? No announcements this morning. So at this time, I just invite you to push the worries of the world behind you for just a little bit. And let's focus on God this morning. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, this is our Memorial Day service. And before I open in prayer, we are going to take a moment to remember those that have given their life in the service of our country. And I've asked Larry Hammett uh, if he would come and he would light this one candle representing all those throughout the history of the United States that gave their life in service of their country. Now let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we as your people have gathered here together today to worship you. And while that is our sole purpose, dear Lord, we also want to remember those men and women throughout the history of our country that have fought and died to ensure that we keep that freedom. The freedom to meet together to worship you without worry of someone coming in and arresting us. Without worry of someone burning our building down. 
Dear Lord, that cannot be said of many countries and many believers around the world. We have been blessed with the freedom to do that in our country. And we thank you for that. But dear Lord, right now, as believers gather all over this world to worship their Savior, many are taking their lives in their own hands. Many are under threat of execution. Many are under threat of arrest. Many are having to meet in private, in secret. Dear Lord, they understand the cost of following You as our Savior. Dear Lord, may You remind us today of the cost that we have, the cost of our freedom, as we worship You this morning. May Your Spirit fill this place. May He move among Your children that our hearts and our ears will be open, that we will not just hear the Word, but we will receive it and understand it. As we sing Your praises this morning, that we will understand exactly what we're saying. And as Chad said earlier, please, just for the short time, take away the cares of this world so that we may fully focus on You. Because, dear Lord, it is You. You are the reason that we are here today. It's not us, but it is only You that is worthy of praise and glory. And may you receive all of which you deserve today. That we will know that we have been in the presence of God. And it's in the holy name of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior, we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we sing hymn number 634, My Country Tis of Thee. We'll sing the first and the last verses, 634. to come forward this morning. I don't know how to stop dropping roll. Barty was worried I was going to catch on fire. I don't know why he thinks I'm clumsy or something. Alright, guys, how are you today? I want to ask you guys some questions and I want to ask everyone in here some questions as well. Who in here has heard the gospel of Jesus Christ about Him being our Lord and Savior. Who in here has heard that? Everybody, you know, when I'm standing in a church, I could say that most people has heard, have heard that. Now, who in here has ever had the opportunity to share Jesus with someone else? Who in here has ever had the opportunity to share Jesus with someone else? All right, so most of us... 
know who Jesus is. We've had that opportunity. But who has taken the opportunity and actually sat down with someone and shared with them who Jesus was and about his love and his sacrifice for us? Who's did that? I have. Has anybody else did that? Any of you guys did that? And so here's the thing. Here's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to tell you a story here in a little bit about a guy named Philip who was given the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody. And he followed through with that. And when I say gospel, I mean good news. The good news that Jesus Christ died on a cross and rose again so we could be forgiven for our sins. Isn't that good news? And if you know good news, wouldn't you want to share that with someone else, right? Like if I knew that somebody in here had candy, all you gotta do is come up and ask them for that candy, and they'll give you candy. And if I kept that to myself, would I be doing would I be doing you guys any good? No, I wouldn't be doing you guys any good. So I would take that good news and I would share it with you so you guys could get some free candy too. So if you guys have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, you should take that and share that with the whole world to know. Sometimes we share it by actually just sitting and talking to others and telling them about Jesus. Sometimes we share it in the way we treat others and the way we and the way we love people around us. Philip was called by the Holy Spirit. You know what? The, has anybody ever heard of the Holy Spirit? That's God's Spirit that He left that, that behind when Jesus went back to heaven. God left the Spirit to live within us. And so Philip was called by the Holy Spirit. And he was told to go take a walk, basically, in the middle of nowhere. And while he was there, there was a guy from Ethiopia. He was called a eunuch, and he was coming. And Philip heard him reading some scripture. What is scripture, Charlie? Where do we get it from? Where does it come from? Where, where, what book does it come out of? The Bible, right? Well, the, the, the Ethiopian, he didn't have a Bible because this was before the Bible was put together. He had probably a scroll with Isaiah on. And Isaiah tells about the coming of Jesus Christ and how he's going to lay his life down for us. Well, Philip heard this guy talking about it. And he said, hey, do you understand what, what you read? And the guy was like, how could I understand unless somebody tells me about it? So how could somebody know about Jesus unless they're told about it, right? Even if you read the Bible, have you guys ever listened to someone read the Bible and then when they get done, you're just as confused as you were when they, before they read it? Like, what did they just say? It's happened to me before because sometimes these words are hard to understand. It takes explaining. Yep, and so... I'm going to read a little bit of this scripture to you. And it says, after he talked to him, it says, The eunuch answered Philip and said, Who does the prophet say of this himself? And then Philip opened his mouth and began preaching Jesus to him. And now they went down the road and came to some water. And the eunuch said, Here is water. What keeps me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And there's another cool part of this story we're going to talk about in a little bit, just how awesome God is. But I will, what I want you guys to do is, if you know Jesus and you have that relationship with him, I want, as you grow, you're supposed to read this book, be at church, listen, because you guys need to be ready to share Jesus Christ with others when the opportunity comes up, right? Because if it's good news, who do you want to tell? You want to keep good news to yourself? No. You want to tell everybody, right? Let's bow our head, and then we're going to sit down, and we're going to finish talking about it. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the good news that is your son, Jesus Christ, died for our sins. Give us the opportunities, and give us the courage to share that good news with people we come in contact with on our daily lives. All this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Yeah. 
Thank you, choir. Sandra just came by and said, I like your socks. <laughs> and I have to tell you something. I have a drawer full of crazy socks, and they have all been gifts from Joanne Pittman. And so here, here, here are my socks so you guys can see today. Okay? Red, red, white, red, white, and blue uh, rooster socks. And I do, Chad said, I do like to smoke meat. I smoked an incredible brisket, but there's none left, so I can't bring that tonight. Um, but we are having barbecue as well as hot dogs because Thomas asked if we were having hot dogs because he loves hot dogs. So we're having hot dogs. But today is our Memorial Day service. And the title of the sermon is The Cost of Freedom. And we have to understand, and I know these flags are in the way and people are having t trouble seeing, but they're here for a reason. Because each of them represents freedom. And we have to understand the cost of freedom before we can understand freedom. So if you had turned in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to be looking at verses 18 and 19. But 1 Peter chapter 1, if you don't have your Bible, it will be on the screen, but if you would please stand as I read this. And this is what Peter writes, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile ways of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Dear Lord, as we talk about the cost of freedom, may you speak through me and may you bless the reading of your word this morning. And it's in the holy and pre precious name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. So Memorial Day. Memorial Day is the day that has been set aside that we remember those that paid the ultimate price for our freedom that we enjoy here in our country. You see, Memorial Day is not something that, that began it, it, from the very beginning of our country. In fact, in 1865, just a few months after the end of the Civil War, a group of women who happened to be freed slaves held the first memorial for those that had fallen during the Civil War, those soldiers that had died during the Civil War. It wasn't until 1971 that Congress finally passed the bill that enacted Memorial Day. When it first began, it was called Decoration Day, where they would go and decorate the graves of soldiers that had died during the wars. It started with just the Civil War, but then it included, after World War I, it included all soldiers that died in our country as they served their country. So it wasn't until 1971 that the bill was passed that, that made Memorial Day the last Monday in May. And it was celebrated by the entire country. It became a federal holiday. The bill was passed in 1971. but I want to share a quote with you. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it. And one path we shall never, shall never choose, and that is the path of surrender or submission. President John F. Kennedy. Americans have always been willing to pay the price for freedom. And it's a high cost. So let's look at something here for a second. U.S. military deaths, what we are remembering as part of Memorial Day, as a result of combat. American Revolutionary War, 31,000 soldiers died. 
War of 1812, 15,000 soldiers died. Mexican-American War, 13,283 died. The Civil War, both U.S. and Confederate soldiers, 655,000 soldiers died as part of the Civil War. The Spanish-American War, 2,446. The Philippine-American War, 4,196. World War I, 116,516 soldiers died. World War II, 405,399 soldiers died. Korean War, 36,516. Vietnam War, 58,220. The Gulf War, 294. War in Afghanistan, 2,325. The Iraqi War, 4,492. This does not include all those that died, that were serving our country, that died because of bombings, that died because of suicide raids, that died during any of the, the little skirmishes throughout our history. This was only those that died in these wars that were mentioned. Total of 1,344,687 U.S. military deaths during combat. That is a very, very high cost for our freedoms. The ones in the Revolutionary War, they, they died fighting for us to have liberty, for us to have our free, be free from the rule of a king that was not represented here in our country. They died for us to have these freedoms. The rest died to ensure that we maintained those freedoms and to give freedom throughout the world. That's what we remember on Memorial Day. That's what this flag represents, whether people are happy with it or not. And this is the strangest thing. This is what freedom is. Those men and women that died to defend our freedom and to give us our freedom here in our country, they died to give the people that protest this, this flag and protest our country their freedom to do that. They would not be able to do that without the freedom that people died for. So they're protesting the country that gave them that freedom. Our world is messed up. But that's what this represents. Freedom is not free. There is always a high cost. But the same can be true of our spiritual freedom. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today. Again, look at 1 Peter 1, 18-19, our key verses for today. Knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood as of a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. See, this Greek word in verse 18 that is translated redeemed it's latruo and it literally means to be released or liberated by payment of a ransom see whether we're talking about the freedom that we enjoy here in our country or the freedom that we enjoy through Jesus Christ, both of those freedoms had to be paid for in blood. A ransom was paid. And Jesus Christ paid that ransom for us. 
Verse 19. What was the reason? What was the ransom paid for our freedom? But with precious blood, as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. Jesus paid for our freedom with his blood. So, what does that mean to us? When we say that we have been ransomed, that we have been redeemed, what does that mean? It literally means that at one point we were held captive, we were slaves. Scripture tells us that we were slaves to sin. That we had no other choice but to do what our natural desires were. We could not escape that on our own. We were held bondage by these desires, by our, 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 our natural instincts. In fact, during our little discipleship group, Today, we were talking about that and, and talking about how the fact that we still deal with that, that, those natural desires. We still fight against that nature. But, but before we came to know Christ, we had no idea we were doing anything wrong. We had no other options. That we had to lust. We had to lie. We had to, to, to do things that, to make ourselves feel good because there was something missing in our lives that we didn't even understand at that point. But we were trying to fill it with everything else. And we had no other choice. But Jesus Christ asked us to go against that nature. Because Jesus Christ has nothing to do with our old nature. You see, that old nature came from Satan. That old nature is sin. But when God created us, He created us to have a relationship with Him and to worship Him. That's why we were created. He wanted to have a relationship with us unlike any other relationship that He had with anything else. You see, the, the, the angels that were created beings were, were, were created for one purpose, and that is to worship Him. And to serve Him. They didn't have an option. But when He created Adam and Eve, and He placed that, them in the Garden of Eden, He created them in His own image. It does not say that about the angels. But He created us in His own image, and He placed Adam and Eve in the garden. And in that middle of that garden, He, gave, he placed a, a tree. And He told them, Anything and everything here is yours to enjoy except for this tree. And in doing that, He gave them the opportunity to choose what they wanted or choose Him. He knew what they would choose when He put them there. But He did it anyway. And He placed that tree there. And what happened? The serpent came to Eve and said, Hey, eat this tree. It's good. She went back and forth with Him a little bit. Then she took it. Took a bite. Said, oh, that's good. Then she took it to Adam and said, hey, try this. You will be just like God if you try this. You will know all the things that God knows if you try this. And he bit it. He took a bite. And the moment he, they, he took a bite, their eyes were open and they realized they were naked. They realized that they were were there and they were doing what they didn't shouldn't have done. And so what did they do when they heard God coming? They hid. Just like we do so many times. We try to hide from God. And as God was walking through the, the garden, He knew exactly where they were. He knew exactly what happened. But as He was calling their name, He wanted them to come to Him. Just like Christ is calling our name now, wanting us to come to Him. God walked in that garden and He wanted Adam and Eve to come to Him. He knew what they had done, but He wanted them to tell Him what they had done. And when they told Him what they had done, He placed a curse on the serpent. He placed a curse by the sin nature on us because of disobedience. Disobedience. 
And you guys realize that sin is a very simple word. A little three-letter word. What's in the middle of sin? I. It's I. It's always us. It's that egocentric attitude that says we are the most important thing, that we are the best, that we know what we should do and we're going to do. It's that attitude. Excuse me. We say things all the time about teenagers and the rebellious natures of teenagers. We are no different. Regardless if we're 88 years old, 100 years old, we are the same way. We have that rebellious nature in us. But Jesus Christ, He bought our freedom with His precious blood so that when Paul writes that Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That new nature. When we receive that freedom in Christ, we are no longer who we used to be, but we are a new creature. We have the freedom to say no to sin. We have the freedom to do what we ought to. Does that mean that we get it right all the time? No, we don't. And that's where grace, the grace of God comes in. Because it says that Jesus is on the Father's right hand, constantly making intercessions for us. Every time that we do something that we shouldn't, Jesus is there to remind God, I died for them. They are one of mine. They have my freedom. The freedom... This freedom says that we can do whatever we want to do within reason. If I want to walk up to Doing and punch him square in the nose, I have the freedom to do that. If I want to go up to a cop and spit in their face, I have the freedom to do that. But, I am not free from those consequences, am I? If I go down there and point, punch Doyne right in the nose, Linda's going to tackle me. And she's going to beat me with Doyne's cane. If I go up and spit in a cop's face, I'm going to find myself laying on the ground, kissing pavement with my hands behind my back, handcuffed and being shoved into a little bitty car that's got leg space that big. I've tried to sit in the back of a police car. I don't fit. But you know what? If I spit in a cop's face... The consequences of my, my using that freedom is going, they're going to force me to fit. That's what we don't understand in our country today. That our freedom, it came with a cost. And it does not alleviate the consequences of our actions. We still have to face those. This freedom says that yes, we are free to do what we want, but what we want has changed because of Jesus Christ. We no longer want to do those things that we did once before, but we want to serve the Almighty God. We want to honor the Almighty God. And we want to share His Gospel with anybody and everybody we can. We can't truly enjoy this freedom without understanding and experiencing the freedom that is represented by this flag. The Christian flag. The freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. Both were bought through blood. But only one was bought by the blood of the one and only Son of God. These men and women that died for our freedom here, they're still in the grave. Their remains are still there. The one that died for this freedom was only dead for three days. And He rose again. And He walked and talked among us. And then He ascended to heaven on a cloud and is now at the right hand of the Father 
waiting to be told it's time to go get your people. He is alive and well today. Still giving us the power. Still giving us the strength. Still working on us. Still sharpening us. And still calling people to Himself. The cost of freedom. is blood of men and women that served our country and fought for that freedom. But our true freedom was bought by the man that hung on that cross. Memorial Day. The day set aside that we remember those that gave their life for our country and service of our country. But you guys realize that we have a Memorial Day every week? Every Sunday is Memorial Day where we gather together to remember what Christ did for us because He alone is worthy of our worship. He alone is worthy of our honor. He alone is worthy of everything that we can give Him. And what is it that He wants from us? He wants all of us. He wants us to surrender to Him. He wants us to give up our old desires. He wants us to give up everything and honor and praise Him and serve Him. He wants all of us. So today, on this Sunday, our weekly Memorial Day, remembering what Christ did for us. How are you going to respond to that? How, what is going to be your response to the Savior that is constantly calling your name? Wanting you to come to Him. Wanting you to accept Him. Wanting you to serve Him. What's your response? How will you answer the call of Jesus Christ? As we sing this song, this is your opportunity to do what God is leading you to do right now. Would you stand as we sing hymn number 134, Jesus Paid It All. I hear the and pray find in me thine all in all Jesus paid it all all to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed it white as snow Lord now indeed I find Thank you for being here. I know that Memorial Day is one of those days that uh, we just take the opportunity to just have a day off. But please, don't, don't forget about the men and women that died in the service of our country. We have so many that are, that are part of our church that are, uh, have served our country. Some of them have, have gone on. But we need to remember them as well and thank them for their willingness to die, even though they, they didn't do that in service. But anybody that goes to serve our country has the possibility of ne not coming back. 
So make sure that you think about them and thank them for their service and remember those that passed on. But this week, don't forget what Jesus paid for you. That you have been bought with a price and you have been sealed with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Also, Walt Connor is with us today. He was, uh, has had another rough go of it. Had double pneumonia, was back in the hospital. Were you on a ventilator again, Walt? Back on a ventilator with double pneumonia. Um, spent a, a few days in rehab. But he is back home and he is with us this morning. So it's great. Don't forget that tonight at 6 o'clock, down at the creek, time of fellowship, I did not cook the butts, but we've got four Boston butts that will be shredded up and, and, and good to go. We're going to have hot dogs because Thomas asked for them. And so we'll have those. Those that don't want barbecue can have hot dogs. And just bring your side dishes, your desserts, and your chairs and come to have a good time down there at the creek. Um, a group of people got together yesterday and cleaned up down there. Um, so thank you for those that did that. And as we get dismissed today, don't forget, you are representing Jesus Christ as you lead, lead this place today. And if our Deacon of the Week, Jim Humphreys, would dismiss us in prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we know that freedom comes with a high cost. And we thank you for all the men and women throughout the years that have died in service to this country to give us the freedoms we enjoy today. But even more importantly than that, Lord, we thank you for the gift of salvation that comes through the death and resurrection of your son Jesus Christ I pray that each one of us would come to a saving faith walk in the light and show this world what Jesus is who Jesus is and how to come to him as we depart today and we remember the terrible price that has been paid for our freedoms help us to use that freedom to show others the light of Christ and to be Christ for them that they may spend eternity with us in heaven be with us now as we depart, and thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen.